Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and Foraging for Information, Part 2, Finding Work. Uh, last week, we did uh, Part 1 in the series, which was uh, Foraging for Information and Learning Addiction, and this is actually Finding Work. Before we get into our show, a few things real quick. Uh, our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, uh, commonly referred to as CHAD. Uh, in celebration of that event, we are giving away two copies of the Tension Magazine. That's a digital form. All you've got to do is listen to our show. We'll share a couple secret words. Not a couple. It's the same word, just a couple times. Uh, write it down. Listen to another show. Uh, part one of the series would be good. Uh, write down that secret word, and then just send me an email with the two secret words. Uh, my email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, that's attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, I'll send it to Chad, and they will forward you a, a digital PDF copy of Attention Magazine, the current edition, and uh, they will send you a copy of the next edition when it's printed. Uh, again, as I said, uh, Chad is uh, supporting the show, and it's being brought to you by them. We're going to have a chip we're going to run real quick from them, and then we'll get into the show. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning attention magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support. All of our listeners, we encourage you to, uh, to donate to Chad or become members of Chad. Uh, there's a lot of great member benefits, but most importantly, uh, they're the organization that's uh, advocating for us on Capitol Hill, different regulatory agencies, so that uh, we can speak with one voice. Uh, you have no idea how complicated that is, um, actually getting people's attention. And then uh, uh, it's real important that we, uh, we get our fair share of uh, laws uh, and different accommodations so that we're heard and, and kind of taken care of. It's real important that we get involved with regulatory agencies because even though a law is passed, we still have to work with the de- definition of disabilities in different areas to make sure that's right so that ADHD is uh, is included and get a fair share. So, again, please learn more. Go to chadd.org and sign up, make a contribution, and uh, receive all the great member benefits. Okay. Uh, tonight's show is uh, part two in a two-part series of Foraging for Information. Uh, the, our first one was the learning addiction, and this one is finding work. Uh, we have a, we have the series is with uh, uh, retired career coach Wilma Thelma, and so with that, we're going to roll the tape. Wilma Thelman, Master's of Education, LPC, has been a licensed professional counselor for more than 30 years, specializing in career development issues for ADHD, LD, and other challenges, as well as career challenges. She's the author of The Other Me, Poetic Thoughts on ADHD for Adults, Kids, and Parents, and Finding a Career that Works for You. She's also a contributing author to Understanding Women with ADHD. She's the author of numerous articles for Attitude Magazine, Attention Magazine, among others. Before retiring, uh, she partnered with Edge Foundation to develop and teach a career service course to seasoned ADHD coaches and was a mentor to ADHD coaches um, in the career space. Um, Everybody, uh, 
Wilma is near and dear to my heart. I met her many years ago. I can be very opinionated on certain things, and career counseling is one of them. Um, and I explained my position on it, and she said, hey, listen, I still want to meet you stuff. And I saw her, her speak one time, and I was like, oh, my God, this is somebody I really love. And she's one of my go-to people. Even though she's retired, I still go to her for lots of advice on career stuff. With all that, Wilma, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. So, uh, everybody, this is part two of a two-part series on ADHD and foraging for information. This episode of Attention Talk Radio can stand on its own, but I really would encourage you to go back and listen to the one before it, um, really to get a little bit of context for this. And real quickly, uh, the nature of part one was really to talk about um, people with ADHD. Um, they follow passion, interest, things that stimulate your brain. Underneath of that is really a dopamine type thing. I like to talk about that. That's the, that's the issue at hand with people with ADHD. If you get dopamine, you pay attention to it. If you don't, you don't. And we really started talking about that notion of we forge for information – or excuse me, we, we forge for a mate to procreate. We also forge for in, uh, food. Um, we do that because dopamine is a really important neurotransmitter. It's the reason we survive, so it's actually a good thing. But with, uh, with the world the way it is right now, um, we don't have to be in the fields working like we used to, and now we have the internet. We're starting to see a bunch of people with ADHD foraging for information in an addictive kind of way. Um, in part one, we talked a little bit about um, the, the the nature of how it's pleasurable, how people with ADHD often get lost on the Internet at night just going from one thing to the next. We spent some time talking about uh, phenomena I've seen. I call them professional learners. A person with ADHD shows up, and they got a couple undergraduate degrees, a couple master's degree, a bunch of certificates, but they haven't had a job that they've held for a period of time. Um, and they're, they're coming to me because they're like, they want coaching because they want to find a job that they're passionate about. And I go, well, you know, it seems like you're passionate about learning. Um, we also started talking about in the last episode of the fool thing is you, if you're having a hard time, um, and you love to learn a lot of times you've got all these degrees and when you're struggling, your answer is always to go back to get another degree, uh, which is a good reason to go learn. But you sometimes you've got to think about what the job is really entailing, and when you get the degree, are you going to be satisfied? We're going to spend a little bit more time that in, in a minute. Um, so the first episode is really to talk about the nature of this. People realize that foraging for information is pleasurable for people with ADHD, and borderline sometimes is like addictive type behavior, and that you need to be able to become aware of it and begin to self-regulate around that, which sometimes you can just do by yourself by awareness. Some I've, I've coached need more than that. They need, uh, they need restrictions. In fact, there's an individual that I know, um, he's got an app called App Blocker on his phone, and he forges for information so up that he actually put the App Blocker on. Um, his wife programmed it with a password, and he knew he was so addicted to forging information that he had to block access um, to the app store. Because if he couldn't get to an app, he knew that he would go to the app store and download another app so he could get it. So that's a situation where he realized he was so addicted to information, he had to protect himself from himself by putting something on his device that would limit his ability to do it. And his wife only had the password, so the only way he could do anything else was to go to her. Of course, he could go sign up and buy a new phone. But anyway, the needless to say is he had to put that stuff in place to protect himself. So um, – Moment is that, does, does anything I missed from the first episode? Does that pretty much summarize it? No, I I think you've covered it very well. I think we we need to see it as an actual addiction. 
and um, and it is treated today like any other addiction and requires regulation. So it it starts with a good thing. Nobody says looking for information and learning is a bad thing, but it's the degree and extent that it begins to interfere with one's life that it becomes uh, an internet addiction and people can lose hours and hours of their life um, foraging for information. Absolutely. And so it's actually funny because learning is a good thing so much so it's condoned and promoted even if you've got an addictive learning personality. So it's kind of like you're doing it and people are like, yeah, have another drink as an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of encouraging, so you've got to be aware of it. Um, all right. So let's switch gears. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is is, is if, if you forge for information and you need to, to manage a little bit, there's two areas, that, well, basically your life. And we're talking about careers. I want to talk with Wilma about if you have a – if you love to learn – you get the degrees, you go out and get the job. I want to talk about jobs, what to look for, how to find jobs. And then also, what do you do if you have an appetite for learning and how you might be able to get it in some other places? So, well, I want to jump into the first part, and that is I've, I've literally coached people before where they've got multiple degrees. They've, got, they've taken every, every yoga class or a yoga instructor, uh, <laughs> class-blowing classes, They've done all the dances, salsa dancing, ballroom dancing. I mean, they're always learning the next thing. Um, but they're looking for a job that they're passionate about. And I've always been back, well, it sounds like your passion life is learning, learning, learning. But when you go out and you start looking for a job, there's no, hey, I'm a learning specialist. Um, learning often in, in jobs is kind of disguised and hard to find. So I just want to talk about in general, you know, are there jobs out there um, that you're actually paid to learn? Um, again, I don't, I don't think they're easy to find, but like that nature of it, and we can brainstorm about what that looks like. So I guess the question is, are there jobs out there from your perspective where you are kind of paid to learn every day? I think that there are uh, categories of jobs where the individual is learning every day. And a, a good example uh, would be someone who does project work versus someone whose day pretty much looks like the day before. Um, yep. I have noticed in my practice that many adults with ADHD preferred um, to finish something and then start something else. And that act of completing was important to them. So an example uh, from my practice, I always go to lawyers because I saw more lawyers than I saw any other group as a whole. Um, and I have my, my bias about why I saw so many. I only saw the ones who were not well suited for their career or they wouldn't have come to a career counselor, obviously. However, yep. um, the, um, the act of completion seemed to have been one that I saw reoccurring in many clients that I had who were attorneys and hated law. And mm -hmm. um, one of them in particular, um, and I've talked about him in other shows that we've done, he was a criminal attorney and 
and he never got to finish in the three years that he had been in practice at the time I saw him. He had never finished a case. Um, in his practice, it required him to start with a client, gather information, which was learning, um, and it was interesting, but then there were all these delays. He had to put that person on the back burner while something got delayed, and then they would reset the court date for three months later. So at the end of three years, he said, I had no idea whether I was competent in my field or not because I've never finished anything. So for him, he wanted to go back to school and get a different degree besides law. And what he did instead was to switch into real estate law where for him, the payoff was the stimulation of closing a case. So every 30 days or less, he was closing that case and filing it away. And that for him felt terrific. Yep. I've had yep. other clients who felt that real estate law is boring because you know how it's going to go. They're all basically the same. They follow the same process. And at the end of 30 days, you close the case, but you really haven't learned anything. So for that person, something um, that's more investigative may be the perfect match. Um, and again, I think if they had done the work up front to find out what is it about you in particular um, uh, requires either the diversity in the job or the repetition in the job, you make less mistakes if you find out more about yourself up front. And it's often the personality piece that tells you that you need yep. A versus B. Um, and so I think in law, there is such a wide range of different types of lawyers that you could find an area that would work for you no matter what kind of personality yeah. you were. I, I Googled what to do with a law degree besides law, and I got uh, hundreds of job titles that would um, suffice, that would require a law degree, but are not law. And yeah. some of them were things like journalist or um media specialist or entrepreneur or puzzle maker or politician yep. or real estate developer. Um, it's so it's, it, it isn't enough to just pick that broad career. It's sometimes um, interesting while they're foraging for information to find out what are the various areas within the field that I could choose from and which one so, feels most like me. Yeah. What, so one of the things that I really want to brought out is, is as you describe in a law degree, if you go out and say, there's other things that you can do with it in the context of learning. Um, 
to illustrate how, like, if your passion is learning, like, what to look for. I, I coached a lawyer one time who was a, um, a trial attorney for, um, what do they call it, uh, malpractice. And I was mm-hmm. talking to the guy who was coaching for a period of time, and he's like, he was really stressed out for a lot of reasons I won't necessarily go into because of the interruption in his working memory. But basically, he said, this is the perfect career for me because I learned all the way through school and I got my law degree. But now I'm getting my, my medical degree one case at a time. So the point really is, is every time there was a malpractice case, he had to learn the medicine behind it to take it to trial. Mm-hmm. His job yeah. was really more learning I mean, he, he, legal was a tool, but his job was to learn that stuff every day. And I wanted to illustrate that somebody has a passion for learning like he did. He was in a job where he was paid. Most of his job really was to learn. As he said, I'm getting my, my, my medical degree one, one case at a time. Or a lot of times, um, Wilma, I've, I've worked with some people that were engineers that understand SAP, which is, a, which is what I call middleware. It's a software program, a database program where you go in and you learn the IT side and what it can do. But then you go to a business and you have to learn the intricacies of that business because that middleware, it's like software that's, it's something to build something on. By itself, it's not ready to go, but you have to customize it and adapt it. And when you go into the Mm -hmm. organizations, you have to learn that organization before you can do it. And every organization is relatively different and you pull that stuff in. My son graduated, he got his, his degree in industrial engineering, and so he understands business processes, but recently he's worked on a team to redesign the concept of a major drive through restaurant. And it's funny because they were like, I mean, him and his buddies in Atlanta, they all get in a car and they go to the fast food restaurant and they're going through and they're having to, to learn the business process and the experience as a customer again. He's got an engineering degree, but he's got to learn each new project at a time. He actually said, I don't want to get typecast in this particular area because I don't want to keep doing this for everything else. I want to do some other things. And so I want to go to break here for a second, but I really want to illustrate is if you've got to, if you forge for information, if you begin to think, what jobs can I go to that do this? What, you, what Wilma had said is project work is really a good place to look. Because you'll learn a tool, but then you actually have to go learn something to do something with it. So um, before we go to break, real quick, any quick comments? I want to come back to this when we come back to the break, but any quick thoughts before we go to break? I, I think you're right. I think the project uh, that comes to an end allows you to start something new and go to its end. And if you can yep. find work that falls into that category, you are constantly learning. There is a curve. There's a learning curve. Some people love Absolutely. that. And, Absolutely. and then that's what they should go for. Yes. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Our secret word tonight is work. Our secret word tonight is work. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. 
Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Wilma Fellman, part two of ADHD and Forging for Information. We've talked about those with ADHD. Um, learning is good. Lifelong learning is good. But learning all the time and not doing anything else can be a little bit too much. Uh, we've talked about uh, some of the challenges that can be that could present in this episode we're talking really about if you love to learn where you can go look and have a really fulfilling world uh and career if you will and right now we are looking at at, at, at jobs or careers where you can go and you're you're really paid to learn and i hope that what's coming out of this so far is that you're not going to find it under a title or a category you have to kind of look at the nature and the function of what the job is and even within that we talked we compared and contrasted earlier there's some day-to-day stuff that a lawyer might do, but if there's a project side to it, uh, particularly in the illustration of a guy um, having to learn uh, the medicine on malpractice case, you can see how that would be good as compared to something else. Um, just some other ideas that I want to kind of throw out there is I actually coached a woman one time who loved to learn, and she found gigs where she'd go to Chamber of Commerces and actually document the history of an area. Um, she'd have to do the research going back like, how did this road get its name? How did this kind of happen? And it was fascinating because she had to go research and do the learning in order to pull that stuff together um, to kind of produce a book. Um, not a job that necessarily I would, I would know to look for, um, but there's a lot of jobs out there where learning is that is strange. And as I say for sometimes when I've got people I'm coaching, sometimes you just need to have a field trip where you go out in the world and you look around and just notice things like that guy, uh, Mike Rowe on Dirty Jobs, whatever it was on Learning Channel, his job was to go into these situations and illustrate what was going on and how people have jobs in really messy situations, and that was a good example of a field trip. But also his job was to go learn it on site all the time, which is really kind of fascinating. So, again, I think one of the, one of the real keys here is sometimes you have to go out in the world and just look around and be curious about this. Um, thoughts on that, Wilma? Yes. Uh, and research exists in all different areas. Uh, someone that that loves to be out learning uh, is the person who might work um, in the field of uh, research for the environment um, or uh, um, science or medicine or um, researching is by nature um, uh, open-ended, so you're not sure where you're going. 
with this idea. Um, some people love that. Some people hate that. Um, I had clients who did not want to be out in the world every day. They wanted to be at a desk. They wanted the predictability of where they were going to be that day. And that was just a personality quirk of theirs. If some And, and within that uh, environment of being at their desk every day, they might have been learning all kinds of new things, but they didn't want to be out learning. They wanted to be at their desk learning. Um, it's so, it breaks down into tiny little pieces of preference. Uh, the the Myers-Briggs type indicator, the MBTI, um, which we've talked about in, in um, previous yep. um, interviews, is a wonderful tool that folks can do online now to break down your personality into tiny little pieces and see how those tiny little pieces cause you to prefer one environment over another. One feels really comfortable. The other is like swimming upstream. And sometimes we don't think about those factors until someone asks us, do you prefer this or that? Um, and so taking the Myers-Briggs type indicator can be an interesting way, no matter what field you're going into, um, of finding what within the field is going to be preferential for you uh, to do. And I think um, you were talking about research and being out in the field and, and how wonderful it is for some people to move around and, and find new information, uh, like that woman doing research, um, and that's her thing. And for someone else, that would be the kiss of yep. death. They, they, really, they really don't want life to be that open-ended. They yep. want to know where they're going, and, and they want a roadmap of where they're going. So if it fits your personality, um, that's the way to go. Also, one of the there are some there are some jobs that innately require uh, learning and project work, like like working for a think tank or um, doing consulting work, doing investigative work, being an investigator. Uh, which isn't just for the police department, but it might be for a business or for an advertising agency, or, um, but again, a lot of times those kinds of jobs can be um, uh, best suited for those people for whom that personality trait matches. So it, it, yep. I, I'm a big believer in taking a look at not only what you're interested in, and what you're capable of doing and what you might be trained to do, but also what lines up with your personality factors. Yep. So I want to, just as a sidebar, one of the things that I found a lot of help with Wilma is there's a, there's a metaphor mindset that I share with people when I'm doing more career related stuff. And the idea is concept, who are you, what do you do and who can benefit from you? I go, hi, I'm a squirrel. I climb trees. Do you have any trees for me to climb? And I, that converts over 
Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm a disciplined, very dedicated, sensitive individual who likes to help people. What I do is I help coach people to shift their mindset to see new solutions to different problems. Do you have anybody who needs to look at things differently to find new problems? And that's a yes, no question, or could you benefit from that? And while I'm talking about this little metaphor, it goes alongside of what you're describing, the process of understanding who you are and what you're doing and who you can benefit. When you have that down, then you go out into the world and you start looking at jobs and say, who could benefit from this? And it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different way of looking at a job like, can I fit into this as opposed to this is what I do. Could they benefit from those characteristics? At first, yes. when I've done that with people, it's very suffocating for them because it's like, nope, 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 job after job after job. But then when they start to stumble, wait a second, this one actually might work. And as I described, it's overwhelming the number of possibilities, but when you can narrow it down to that, all of a sudden you have a Swiss Army knife to determine what is viable and what's not viable. And as I say, even though you might say no to a lot, it might not feel like you're moving forward, but at least you're preventing disasters. Um, you've said in prior uh, interviews with you, if, if, if more than 25% of the job is stuff that's swimming upstream against your ADHD, you need to get back to another job because if it's not, if it's over 25%, you're going to have a little bit of difficulty. So anyway, um, tell you what, Wilma, I want to, I want to go to break and come back and say, you know, sometimes you have an insatiable appetite to learn and you have a job that's got some learning but it's not really enough, and there are ways to augment this um, and bring some balance. And so I want to talk about that after break. Um, everybody, our secret word tonight is work. Our secret word tonight is work. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an EDGE coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, we're wrapping up the second part of a two-part series on ADHD and foraging for information. Uh, we talked about learning and learning addictions and uh, looking for jobs that, that incorporate learning. Um, it's not a perfect world. Sometimes there's circumstances where you're in a situation where you really like to do a little bit more learning, but that doesn't mean it's over with. 
you know, Wilma, a lot of people's appetite for learning can be satisfied by a secondary supplemental business or just some other hobbies. Uh, you want to tell us your thoughts on that? Yes. Um, I think that uh, we try and pack everything that we're about into our job. And uh, because I'm a career counselor, I aimed to help folks do that. Let's find what most matches what you're all about. But the flip side of that is that sometimes and most often we can't get everything that we need within our job. And sometimes we need to look outside the job to balance and offset that need. So, for example, um, Richard Bowles, who wrote What Colors Your Parachute, also did a lot of work on what he called um, life balance. And it's, again, important to assess what is it that lights you up? What is it that energizes you? What is it that replenishes your energy when you're depleted? And once we've taken a look at that, we, of course, try to match a career that would, that would feed that. But if you're only partially fed by your career and there's still a few things that don't fit into that, um, where else can you get for so, and our our topic tonight is where else can you get the the quest for learning? And he talked about life balance. Can you get outside your job that piece that you're not getting inside the job? And what is obviously found is that if you get it outside your job, you're happier in your job. You're happier because that need was satisfied somewhere else. So I had clients who had a wonderful job. It paid well. It had good benefits. It had a pension. um, But it didn't allow the maximum creativity that they felt that they needed. Uh, They felt they were very creative folks. So Um, Rather than switch the job, give up the pension, give up the really good income, um, is it possible, for example, to keep the job and then do community theater on the side or to do take classes in writing on the side or do something artistic on the side? And that gives you your life balance so that you're more satisfied on the job because you know you've got this other piece to go to outside the job. And I'm a real yeah, so, big believer in that. Yeah, and she's she's a walking example of this. Let me get, let me share this with you. Now, Wilma loved her job. I We know that. But for creativity, she wrote the book, The Other Me, Poetic Thoughts on ADHD for Adults, Kids, and Parents. Now, You'd have to agree, Wilma, you did that because of creativity and passion and something that you really enjoyed putting together, right? Absolutely. I've always enjoyed writing, and yet I have either been a teacher 
Uh, I taught high school English speech and debate in my first life. And then for the last 35 years, I've done counseling, uh, career counseling. And neither of those um, really allowed for my writing or my creativity. And so doing it on the side, um, I've always written poetry. Um, I've written articles. It fed that creative part of me, the artistic part of me. And um, when I was teaching, I loved the, the, um, doing the school play. That allowed me to get into some um, creativity and yep. some diversity that I didn't get within um, five hours of teaching English literature or whatever. Absolutely. So I've coached a woman who was in the educational system, and she, she, she'd enjoyed it for a long period of time, but it started to get stale, and she needed some stuff. And rather than get a degree, we began to realize is that she would just take classes like feng shui classes or photography classes or web design classes with the intent of not really doing anything other than just learn, almost like going on vacation, um, mm-hmm. just an opportunity to kind of get out there and do some stuff. And it was kind of funny because some people I've talked to like to travel. And uh, as I relate to, it's like, you know, you like to travel because you like to learn different cultures and stuff like that. Well, you could take a drawing class or a pottery class or a feng shui class just to learn what it's like. I've actually um, coached people before that became yoga instructors that had no intention of becoming a yoga instructor. They were just trying to learn yes. yoga at a higher level. You, so you know, a lot of times you get in these programs, it's like you have to start a business. Well, no, you can just take it just to learn what it's like um, and then move on to the next thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, and it's actually fascinating. The one person that did that traveled around to become a yoga instructor with no intent of doing it, just learning. And you know, it's funny <laughs> they got to the point in time where they got three fourths away the program. Like, up, oh, I got what I wanted. I'm done. They didn't finish it, but they were good because it wasn't intended to, to make a million dollars. They were just doing it to learn. And right, and I, I, my my kids are kind of gone at this point in time. I bang on the guitar. I've been learning guitar. I'm not going to do anything with it, but I just I'm fascinated. I got two other friends that do the same thing. At home, it just gives them something to do. Keeps them off the streets and out of trouble, I might add. Keeps them <laughs> off the computer from forging information. But, you know, sometimes if you've got ADD and, you know, you, you need to manage your world and you need that brain stimulation, just saying, hey, listen, I want to learn something for the sake of learning it. And there's no start. There's no finish. I mean, you can learn to pay. Take a couple lessons and you get bored, go on to the next thing. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, sometimes I think it's really good because it keeps you out of the streets and creating another problem. Um, in a real healthy way, and you can use your creativity. And again, sometimes if you've got a job where you know it's it's starting to get stale or whatever, you can really augment your world by getting into some of this stuff. Because if you have, if you are a person that likes to learn, then it gives you a way to get out there and do these types of things. So, um, really encourage you to take a look at this holistically, and you know, open up your mind. Sometimes, oh, I forget, I forget the time, but I was coaching somebody one time. They were in a job, and the, oh, I remember this person was going through um, alcohol recovery 12-step program and mm. they were having to read devotionals every day and doing some stuff and they were starting to find it very boring and they were having difficulty doing it and they were having difficulty doing it because as if, if they didn't do it they would be tempted and so what we decided to do was come up with their favorite a book of their favorite quotes and favorite lines from all of the um, programs and books on sobriety over the years. It was funny because it was a 
it wasn't job related, but it gave them a derivative. They were going through the program, but they were learning and putting something together for another purpose that actually helped them stick with it. And so, again, that's not a perfect job situation, but sometimes you can like, I got this job. I think I'm going to write a book or something on it. That's not a part of your job, but it gives you a different way of learning and pay attention to the job. Again, again, just to occupy your mind and manage it from a self-regulation perspective. So with that, Wilma, any other thoughts before we wrap this up? I I agree with what you just said, and I think that it, it relates back to what we've talked about before with a need for stimulation. And um, the more we can stimulate ourselves uh, mentally and educationally, um, I think that, that the more um, satisfying our job is, our life is, our relationships are. Um, so I call it tasting. I, I'm at the stage of my life where I want to take as many classes as I can in things that I have absolutely no background and um, I don't want to take classes in things that I've been interested in for the last decades of my life. I want to take classes in, in stuff I absolutely don't know yep. about, uh, history of periods that I, I must have been absent in school or I wasn't <laughs> interested uh, in the first time around in my educational process. Suddenly history is real important to me. Um, but I just want a little bit of each. So I want a yep. tasting bee. And we have something here in Michigan called SOAR, S-O-A-R, and it stands for Society of Active Retirees. And these are classes taught by university professors, but they give us one, two, or three um, class sessions of a given topic. And it's, oh, so wow. it's an overview, and it's delicious. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful for those of us that want to taste different things and learn a little bit more. If you find something you want more in-depth information on, then you're free to go to the university yep. and take a class in it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yep. Well, everyone – Wrapping up two-part series, again, those with ADHD, I find more and more they're forging for information. We have a self-regulation issue. If you've got ADHD, learning is absolutely good, but you actually have to understand there's a dark side sometimes of doing too much of it. You've got to manage it. Hopefully, we brought some awareness, some education, and some ideas for you to do to, uh, to think about this in a different way and manage it. And with that, Wilma, so much, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy it, Jeff. Oh, I absolutely love it. Everybody, again, I hope you've learned something. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.